Listening to Grow on the Go. Today in the Blanket Fort, I have my first daughter, Kendall, Kendall Hope Delamont, actually, um, here with me. And the reason I've invited her is um, I heard her present this uh, material in a kind of a webinar situation, and I thought it was excellent, and I wanted to share it with our listeners. So, welcome, Kendall. Hello. <laughs> Um, so I've called this tools to tune up your mindset. So first of all, what is a mindset? So there's a few different things that we talk about when we talk about mindset. Um, some people will talk about growth mindset. That's really big, a big topic or a big um, buzzword, I guess, in the world right now. And that's just being focused on growing and that we can change that we're not set with the skills we have or the mentality we have or um, the, the tools we have, we can always grow, we can always change that. Our, our neurological um, environment is plastic, it can change. Mm-hmm. But I think most people, when they think about mindset, think about positive versus negative mindset. And that, that's been a big journey for me over the past five years in particular. Well, there's something really interesting that happened with one of your, your kids, right? One of your, um, in your class, surrounding, surrounding the idea of positive versus negative. Oh, yes, right. I was trying to remember what story we were talking about. <laughs> what but is yeah. she talking about? No, I, it was really interesting. I I had a number of moments this, this year where I had to share news with my students, and often it would tended to be quite negative news. So uh, near the end of the year when I shared, when I said, I've got something to share with you, and the kid said, is it good or bad? And I said, well, it's positive. And they went, well, is it good or bad? And I was like, it's positive. Like, what do you mean, is it good or bad? It's positive. And they're like, <laughs> like, I was like, positive means good. And they're like, no, you can be positive for COVID. That's not good. And I was like, oh, my goodness, these kids have a completely different understanding of what positive means. Yeah. Just based on the chaos of the last year and a half, right? Yeah. I, I, I guess I didn't really mention at the beginning of this podcast, although I have other times, that you are a teacher. Yes. A grade four teacher. Yeah. So what a weird year to be a teacher. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> yeah, it was a tough go, but... Uh, and there's more to come, but um, yeah, thankful to be able to walk through it with students for sure. It's mm. it's been an honor to walk through it with students, um, even though it's been exceptionally hard for both the kids and for I. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so um, so then you've you've told us what a mindset is. You you went through something in your life that made you decide you wanted to change your mindset. Yeah, I I changed some of the people I was hanging around and just through that I noticed that um, I tend to be quite negative naturally. I'm drawn into complaining easily. Um, I'm drawn into conversations where people are ranting or um, complaining or just generally negative and I'm very easily swayed that way and I really really didn't like that about myself. Um, I I wanted to change that and I I enjoyed being around people who are positive and chose a positive outlook or a positive mindset versus a negative, pessimistic, complaining environment. And but I was the one causing the complaining in a lot of circumstances. So I decided I needed to change that about my life. Wow. 
Good for you. So t- tell me more about that. Tell me about, you know, what that looked like for you. Yeah, I found that there were kind of three really big tools that I, I've used over the past five years or so. It's It's been a long journey for me. It certainly hasn't, it wasn't a quick fix. It wasn't something that changed overnight. Um, it's been consistent, focused effort for the last five years, I would say, to to, to change. And um, that doesn't mean that I've arrived. I'm not. Uh, I, I still get drawn into complaining. I still catch myself um, being negative about things or being drawn into that environment or being drawn into others' conversations that are quite negative. But I am learning and I'm growing towards using these tools to choose a positive mindset and to choose to be the one um, who sets the environment of a room instead of responds to it. Mm, I like that. Yeah, I've heard it said, um, be the thermostat, not the thermometer right. of the room. And I want to be the one setting the environment. And sometimes it's hard, but I catch myself and try and change conversations and that kind of thing. Um, and I think the first big piece for me was association, changing my association. You know, there's the there's the phrase, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Um, and there's a lot of research that shows that the cl- five closest people to you, your life will resemble that over the course of years. So wow. whether that be mindset, whether that be finances, whether that be marriage, you know, so you look at the people you're, you're closest with, whether that's coworkers or friends and often combination of these kind of people, what are their marriages like? What are their finances like? What are their kids like? These are likely indicators of your future. Hmm. And, uh, and so... It's the same thing with our mindset. The closest people to us, we're going to reflect that mindset. It, um, John Maxwell talks about the power of association. And um, we actually have neurons in our brain that are called mirror neurons. And their whole purpose is to mirror back what's around us. That's why things like modeling are, is such a strong, powerful tool with children. Because those mirror neurons are built to replicate what they're what they're seeing, what they're experiencing. Hmm. And so um, the same thing with our with our mindset. If we're associating with people who are complainers and negative and choose to see the 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 bad or the negative in things, we are likely to do the same. Whereas if we surround ourselves, if those closest five people are people who are choosing to intentionally be positive and um, affirming and choosing to see the best in situations, we, our mirror neurons will replicate that and will help us uh, be the same way. I've seldom seen you as happy as when you're studying the brain or <laughs> remember that? I love brain. There's yeah. a picture of you holding, holding a, a human plasticized brain. Yeah. Brain. And you've got the most delighted expression on your face. Absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love the brain, and it's it's fascinating to to look at some of these things, um, and the way that our brain structures itself, and and it really is a rewiring of our brain when it comes to um, when it comes to our mindset, choosing positive over negative. It takes time to rewire our brain. We are actually rewiring our brain when it comes to our thinking patterns. I love how um, you know current science often affirms what scripture has been saying Absolutely. for hundreds if not thousands of years and the, the verse that comes to my mind is from Proverbs um, when it comes to association. Proverbs twelve twenty six says those who live right are good guides to those who follow but wrongdoers will steer their friends down the wrong path. 
Absolutely. And I think for me, it was a, it was a slow change of mindset. Um, but I remember one day in particular, I, I have a mentor who I, I send a message to, an audio message to every day, just updating her on my life so that she can give me uh, perspective and, and I can seek advice from her when I need it. But it was interesting because I was frustrated with my situation and all the things I had to do. And I kept trying to complain to her. <laughs> I, I kept trying to, but I found that as I was complaining, I kept coming back to, but I can do this and I'll get through it and I figure it out every time. And I was almost frustrated myself because I wanted the outlet of complaining. <laughs> but ultimately, I recognize that complaining is not helpful to me and it's not helpful to the people I'm complaining to. You know, people talk about it's okay to vent, but is it really? And so, um, yeah, so I, I, I worked on changing that and it was a slow work working from negative messages to becoming positive with a problem-solving outlook and focusing on, you know, I can talk about what's challenging in my life. It's not that I ignore that, mm -hmm. but is my mindset just a complaint or is my mindset to um, find a solution to it or right. to try and see the best in it or how God's going to use the situation? You know, a lot of people ask, why me? Well, why not me? Mm -hmm. Instead, I want to be asking, what is God trying to teach me through this? What... Um, what should I be learning through this? And that can reframe those challenging environments to something positive. So, I think, go ahead. Give me an example of, um, of, of a time where you recognized that you were being negative and you decided to do something about it. Yeah, I think that, that jumps a little bit into kind of my, my second tool that I use. But um, I think even... Okay, well, keep just, going. Keep going and introduce your second tool. Well, I think I'll, I'll first jump into this is... Um, I think it's figuring out what to do when you're surrounded by people who are choosing to be negative. Mm. And, you know, there's a lot of times where we can just walk away. And, and that's been one of my tools with association is like, if I find myself in an environment where people are negative or complaining, rather than staying and marinating in that environment, leaving, mm -hmm. you know, but I think the other piece is what, what do we do if we can't? leave or we can't avoid those negative people. I had a coworker many years ago who um, ended up moving right across the hall from me and she consistently, very lovely person, but she would consistently come into my classroom at the end of the day and just start complaining about her day. And I think that was her effort to process her day, but it wasn't healthy for me. Right. And especially in my, in my efforts to um, to change my mindset. And when I was really working on trying to do that, it was quite toxic to my, my, my mindset to be in that association. And so one of the tools that I got from my mentor was, um, I, I just asked her, you know, what do I do with these people? Because I can't avoid her. Um, and, and she's my coworker. I have to be around her. And her advice was to, um, just interrupt the person right at the beginning of when they come and talk to you, if it's a consistent person, or as you notice, they're starting to be negative or complain and just say, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Is this positive or is this negative? Because I'm really trying to protect my mental space and I, I, ha I have to fight to protect that right now. It's not you, it's me. And, um, shifting responsibility to yourself and then I, I found when I've done that nobody's been offended nobody's been hurt instead people have kind of stopped and gone oh um yeah no totally get it totally fine and either walk away or they'll even change their tone and it mm. causes other people to reflect on where they're at as yeah well. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So then the second tool um, that I found was action. Add an action to the changes you want to see. Uh, this, <laughs> so one of the other stories that came up in my brain as you're asking me for an example um, was I remember walking into a coworker's room. I had made this commitment. I wasn't going to complain. I was going to fight hard not to complain. I wasn't going to vent because that's not healthy for me. It's not healthy for the person I'm venting to. But I could go in and I could discuss a problem with a solution-oriented mindset. That was fine because sometimes you need that. You need uh -huh. help. You need other perspectives. Uh -huh. But complaining is not helpful to anyone. And so I walked in and I started complaining to her and I stopped myself about a minute in when I'm complaining, turned on my heels and walked right out. And she was so confused. <laughs> I had to go back a couple minutes later and explain myself that, you know, I, it, it wasn't her, it was me and this is my effort. But trying to tie an action when I want to change that, um, that thinking pattern or that complaining or whatever that negative mindset piece is, add an action to it. You know, I've heard of um, some people who carry elastic bands on their wrist. And when they are catching themselves in that negative mindset, physically snapping the band, not to intentionally hurt themselves, but as a tool of distraction to physically make an, choose an action that was different to help break that, that pattern. Hmm. Um, I, I made a commitment with myself that I, I was going to stop complaining, as I've said, and, um, and one of the things that I had talked about, or I'd made this deal with myself, is I was going to find a way to either stop complaining and just get over it, whatever the situ situation may be, or I was gonna, or I had to fix it. These were my two options. <laughs> and there's, our, our school was terribly disorganized and it was so frustrating to me and I complained about it consistently. And I, I learned very quickly that complaining resulted in a lot of extra work because I started taking on these projects of organizing our school. I, I ended up spending about 40 hours one year cleaning up the science room that clearly hadn't been cleaned up in years. I think I found, um, it was like starfish and tree frogs from 1993 <laughs> and like chemicals from the eighties. Like it was sketchy, but you know, I, I like that room now. It's, it's nice and tidy and organized, but you know, I had that choice. Could I let it go? And if not, I had to do something about it mm. because, because complaining just wasn't an option. So I tied an action to it. And there are times where I find myself complaining about something and I stop and go, oh, I don't want the extra work. I need to get over this. <laughs> and <laughs> and a, there's a motivation there. Totally. So um, <laughs> that tool of either stop and walk away or change it. Hmm. I like that. Um, so Philippians 2 in The Voice says this uh, in verse 14, do all things without complaining or bickering with each other. So you will be found Innocent and blameless, you are God's children, called to live without a single stain on your reputations among this perverted and crooked generation. Shine like stars across the land. So I think that, you know, being, having a positive mindset, refusing to complain, really um, is a powerful way to represent Jesus to people. Absolutely. And if we are complainers, I mean, that's, we, we're kind of putting a black mark by Jesus' name. And I think, I think too, um, when we're complaining about things, are, are we being honest about the gifts that we've been given? You know, we are incredibly privileged in, in where, where we live and in everything that God has given us, and we deserve none of it, honestly, mm -hmm. um, but, but for the grace of God. And so when we are complaining about things, you know, or, or choosing to 
um, be negative about what we've been given or the hands we've been dealt or the situations we've been dealt. Where's our trust in God in that environment? And, and yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I feel I, coming out of um, this journey, I feel looking back that I was very ungrateful mm. for a lot of things because I would just complain. When when I really don't have that much to complain about in my life. A book that we both read by Ted Decker Mm -hmm. talked about replacing grievance with gratitude. Mm -hmm. And that has really been a mantra for me. Um, I don't get it right a lot, but um, it's helping to change my mindset. Absolutely. And I think that's that action piece as well is, you know, choosing, stopping yourself in the in in your tracks when you find yourself in those negative mindset cycles or those negative um, phrases that sometimes often repeat and instead choosing thankfulness. Mm -hmm. It can be a powerful tool in that action to change uh, those neurological pathways. Yeah, and we can we can rewire our brains. We really can change the way we think. It's pretty amazing. have you ever read any of um, Dr. Carolyn Leaf's books? Yeah. 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 She's done some really interesting work. She really has. She's a neuroscientist. And Who Switched Off My Brain is one of them. Um, not the one. You're giving me a look. Sorry. To say, didn't read that one. No, I didn't read that one. It's, <laughs> it's very similar to the title of the one I've read, but I can't remember. Oh, well, maybe I got switch it wrong. On, switch on Your Brain, I think. Okay. Anyway, something along those lines. And it talks about that whole idea that we really can think our way out of even even mental illness, potentially, Mm -hmm. is her belief anyway. I am not a neuroscientist, so I'm not going to wait in on that. Um, Okay, so that's action. Then what's the third tool? Yeah, so association and action. And then the most recent one for me that I've added into my repertoire of tools is focus. Where's my focus at? Um, and I find when I'm in a negative cycle, particularly when it's a larger situation, when it's not just, you know, complaining about the little things of life or complaining about the pieces of your day or things that didn't go well, those kind of little pieces or disorganized rooms, things that can necessarily have an action to them, um, is to pause myself and ask my, take a step back from the situation and ask myself what's most important. Um, I find that realigning our focus with what's most important in moments of stress can help us realign our mindset. And so um, one of the the biggest examples recently, my son is um, almost two right now, Um, but I had a day where my husband was out. I was trying to get my son ready for uh, for bedtime, had to serve him dinner. I had, you know, I was trying to make this nice healthy dinner for us and he was having none of it. He, he is a physical touch boy, a quality time boy. And he was just crawling up my leg, just trying to be with me, wanting to be held. And I'm trying to cook dinner and it was near impossible. This kid weighs nearly 30 pounds. He's not, he's not a light kiddo. No, he is a beefy boy. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, and, it was very frustrating to me and I was finding myself quite short with him, you know, putting him down to try and finish this dinner. And, and he was so upset this day, um, and just clawing at me for attention and affection. And, um, you know, I stopped myself in that moment of feeling very stressed out and very, um, snappy with him. And I just took a second to breathe and ask myself, what's most important here? Mm. 
Is it really that so he good. gets really, you know, healthy homemade food? Or is one, you know, will one night of packaged food, whatever it may be, whatever I can get into his body, you know, is that is that going to be detrimental to him in the long run? Is that what's most important here? Or is it that I spend time hugging and cuddling and loving on my son, which he clearly very, very much needs for me in this moment? You know, is it that the night goes exactly how I want it to? No. Is it worth fighting this bath tonight? No. What, What is most important in this moment? In that moment... The most important thing was ensuring that my son understood that he was loved and giving him the affection he needed. Uh That trumped his food need. It trumped all of his other needs. Right. And so I put dinner on hold. I knew I could finish it and eat it cold myself later. Um, You know, and I got him some food and we sat down and we cuddled and we played and we sang. And I, by the time I got him to bed and was sitting there eating my food, that was cold and Mm -hmm. was not that great at that point. Just reflecting on, you know, that's okay. What's most important, you know, I could have allowed myself to continue down that negative mindset of, oh my gosh, this kid won't leave me alone. He won't let me get dinner done. I just have to get dinner done. I have my plans. I have the way I want it tonight to go. Right. Or, you know, and ended the night very frustrated, not giving him the love and attention he needed, not responding to his needs. Or... He goes to bed upset. You go to bed feeling guilty. Totally. Or I can consider what's most important in this moment. And uh-huh. it wasn't the food. Uh-huh. And it wasn't following our, our, our routine to a T. It was loving on my kid. It, yeah. And it's, it, it requires letting go of your agenda, right? Totally. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Which is, which is hard. It's super hard. But I think for me, refocusing on what's most important, asking myself that question, what is most important? And that piece... Um, has allowed me a lot more opportunity. You know, I I am a very A-type person, um, but I've been able to, you know, see somebody and identify a need and let go of my plans in that moment because they weren't what's most important. It mm. was, you know, praying for somebody or mm-hmm. loving on somebody a different way or stopping what I felt I needed to do to listen to my husband or spend time with him or... Um, you know, for my students, letting go of a lesson that I had planned and instead responding to what they needed in the moment, because that was what was most important. Right, right. That's so good. And and, and so you, you're talking about focusing on what's most important, but we can also focus on what is good, Absolutely. right, and joyful. And I, you know, one of the things that I did um, when you were just really little, a preschooler still, we moved to a different city. I was really lonely. I, in retrospect, realized I was struggling with depression. And based on um, the advice of Philippians 4.6, which I'll read in a minute, I decided um, I wanted to focus on good things in my life. And so I started working on a, a journal, a gratitude journal, but it was specifically to give to my parents as a gift. And I wrote down tons of childhood memories that were positive, that were joyful. And that um, effort to fill this journal, which I gave them for Christmas, uh, that year um, enabled me to really start combing my memory banks for positive things mm-hmm. instead of focusing on what was difficult in the moment. And it, and that was a very 
healthy thing for me. Mm-hmm. So Philippians 4, 6 in the Amplified Bible says, Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Mm -hmm. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I think um, I love the way that's put in the Amplified. It just gives a little bit more um, depth and perspective to what I think is a pretty familiar scripture for a lot of Mm -hmm. people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it takes us back to that complaining piece, too. The negative mindset. That's not focusing on whatever is true, whatever is honorable, worthy of respect. You know, and I I think living in that world of a negative mindset deprives us of the joy that God has given us in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. We we end up lacking joy. And that's not how we were intended to live. No. We were intended to live joyful. Now, you know, are there... extra circumstances that can contribute to that, that we need to seek additional help from? Absolutely. Depression, anxiety, these Mm -hmm. are things where we need extra support. But even within those, you can choose to fight for a positive mindset, even within that. Right. You know, I'm not saying it replaces doctor support or anything like that. No. But certainly we can contribute to our health um, and our mental health by choosing those positive neurological pathways instead of complaining and negative ones. But it takes work. It does take work. It takes self-discipline. And I, you know, it is so much easier to just sort of see um, life as something that happens to you, Mm -hmm. uh, sort of a victim mentality, instead of deciding, I am... I'm not okay with this, and I'm going to change. So I want to say I'm really proud of you for doing that. Thank you. And not for the first time, you've been my teacher and mentor in this. And I'm I'm thinking back to uh, the lunch I had with a friend today, and the first five minutes of the conversation were me complaining about my week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have those reflections on time. And it's like, oh, oh, it's like, huh. I yeah. wish I could redo that. Yeah. But I think it takes us back to that association piece. I think it's a really powerful tool to choose that association carefully, but also to rope that association into holding you accountable. And to, mm. to say, you know, if I am complaining, call me out. Right. Because others can help break that that cycle as well. And, and that is a power of association, too. Mm-hmm. So good. Well, um, we've got about a minute left. Is there anything else you would like to say? It's worth it. It's a long, it can be a very long journey, and it's not easy. Um, But man, is it worth it. I live a much more joyful life Mm. than I used to. Um, You know, my my reflections at the end of the day when people would ask, oh, how did the day go? Oh, it was okay, was my consistent answer. Mm -hmm. And when I choose a positive mindset, it's amazing how my natural reaction goes from it was an okay day to it was a great day. Here's the pieces that were great. Mm -hmm. And, And choosing to enjoy the memories of the great moments instead of stewing on the negative moments oh yeah they still happen but i have so very much to learn and i'm running out of time (laughs) (laughs) thank you kendall for being with us today on grow on the go um if this was helpful for you share it with a friend and uh of course we always love to interact with our listeners on social media so Thank you for being with us today. I'm Donna Carter, and you've been listening to Grow on the Go.
Thanks for listening to Grow on the Go. Share this episode on social media and find more great programs at faithstrongtoday.com.